talk this morning about faith. Mm -hmm. Who's ready for their faith to go to a yeah. new level? Yes. Amen? Yes. Without faith, can you please God? No. no. Faith pleases God. And I believe that as your faith and you put your faith to work and begin to operate, that God is going to do great things through your life. You know, it's amazing because you can see Jesus, he touched so many people. How many people were healed? How many people were transformed? How many people received a miracle? But it's, a, it's an interesting thing to see that Jesus, even himself, never said it was him. Hello? Never even said, he said, I do the works that my father sent me to do. Amen? But when people received their miracle, he always pointed it to their faith. How many times in Jesus, he tells somebody, it's according to your faith. By your faith, you are healed. According to your faith. Even some that, like the centurion, who had the young servant who needed a miracle. And Jesus said, I'll come to your house. Even the, the centurion said, you don't need to come. You just need to speak the word. Amen. And Jesus said, I haven't seen such great faith. No, not even in Israel. Amen. Because he saw people's faith and where they were at. You know, God sees faith. Amen. God knows and recognizes. If you want to move God, your faith is what's going to move him. Amen. And that's really what I'm going to talk about this morning is the kind of faith that moves God. Hallelujah. The kind of faith that moves God. Glory to the Lamb of God. You know, I'm reminded of Paul. You know, Paul writing even to Peter. Uh, uh, the the <laughs> Here it is. Paul's about ready to go. Paul's about at the end of it. He writes actually to Timothy. I believe it's in Timothy. He writes. Says I've fought the good fight. The fight of faith. You know, he runs his race. He knows he's at the end. But he brings brings to light or brings to the point of his faith. He doesn't talk about anything else. He doesn't even get into all the accomplishments. How many times that's what people, they look at what they've accomplished. When Paul looked at what? His faith. That's what he looked at. He brought it, I mean, even when he was writing even to Timothy. I mean, my goodness. He was writing to Timothy about, says, I, I've seen your, I've seen your, uh, your tears. I've seen what you've shed, the tears that you've shed, what you've been crying. I know you've got problems, but he didn't even get into it. You don't even know the problems that Timothy was going through. That was amazing. You don't even know the problems or the situation that Timothy was going through. But all that Paul does is says, your grandmother had faith, your mother had faith, and I believe you've got the same faith. He went to the subject of faith because he knew that's what you're going to need in life to overcome every obstacle. That's what you're going to need to see the miracles in your life operate. Amen? It is your faith. He didn't actually talk about the problems, the issues. You know, that's what happens. Too many times people are talking about the problems and the issues. 
People are talking. I mean, they'll even talk to God about their problems and issues. Why don't you stop talking to God about how big your mountain is and start talking to your mountain how big your God is. Amen? God didn't call you to talk about your problems or talk about the mountains in life. God called you to speak to the mountains. Amen? Hallelujah. And what did it say? It says that the mountains will be plucked up and cast into the sea. With just a mustard side seed of faith. Mustard side, but you're going to need faith to accomplish everything in your life, no matter how big, no matter how small. But I make the statement all the time. Can you imagine the size of mustard seed? A little bit of faith can move a great mountain. So as your faith begins to mature and develop and grow, guess what? That means mountains are nothing. Amen? That's the smallest thing you have to worry. I mean, you know, think about it. That's the smallest. Think about what your faith, the size of a mustard seed, can move a mountain. As your faith grows, what it can move. Woo! Think about that for a moment. If faith the size of a mustard seed can move a mountain, imagine what your faith, as it is developed and as it grows, what it will be able to move. Hallelujah. But first of all, your faith has to move you. You know, if your faith does not move you, it will not move God. You should never expect it to. Hello? You should expect to see the miracles because you put your faith to work. You used your faith. Amen? So, this morning, that's what we're going to look at. The kind of faith that moves God. Hallelujah. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. We're talking mountain moving faith. But there's some characteristics of faith that we need to all exercise in our lives. Amen. Number one. Faith is persistent. Amen. Luke 11, 9 through 10 says, and I'm going to read mainly out of the Amplified Classic this morning. Amen. But, but Luke 11, 9 through 10 in the Amplified Classic says, So I say to you, ask and keep on asking, and it shall be given you. Seek and keep on seeking, and you shall find. Knock and keep on knocking, and the door shall be opened to you. For everyone who asks, and keeps on asking receives. And he who seeks and keeps on seeking finds. And to him who knocks and keeps on knocking, the door shall be open. So in other words, as you keep on, then things will happen. People want things to happen the easy way. The quick way. Amen. Who can relate with that? That you would have to press through. You don't. It's against our nature. To have to wait for things. You know it's. Everything now you can go. To, to the coffee shop. And get your coffee. However you want it. As whenever you want it. Amen. Yeah. You know we're of the microwave age. Hello. 
I mean, how many homes in America don't have a microwave? I find very, very few. People put things in the microwave, push a button, and you get it quick. And that's how people are when it comes to their faith. They, they're, they're believing God for something or wanting something. They want it quick. But God even tells us here, as we read in Luke 11, to do what? As you keep on keeping on. Amen? Yes. Seek and keep on seeking. Ask and keep on asking. Yes. Knock and keep on knocking. Yes. And it's to those who continue to do that, who are persistent in faith, that then they will get whatever they believe. Amen? The door will be wide open for you. Amen? Yes. But isn't that like much of the church, especially in America? I want it quick, and if I don't get it quick, then I'll just give up. I'll just stop. I mean, my goodness, no. There are some things worth waiting for. There are some things worth believing God for. And whatever time it takes, it's gonna, you're going to get it. It doesn't matter. Amen? Look, there are some things that you're going to find you're just going to have to be patient about. Amen? And I want to give you a warning. Never ask God for patience. Because right. He will give you patience. And you will have to endure patience. Who's ever done that? Made that mistake. Where they've asked God. Give me patience, Lord. Ooh, no. That's a, <laughs> that's a tough one. Amen? Because then you're going to have to endure patience. <laughs> but persistence is another thing. Persistence. Never, never, ever, ever giving up. You know, I love... Luke 18 talks about the widow woman that kept after the judge, kept asking, kept asking, kept asking to the judge said, oh my, I better, I better do something. You know, in verse 8, let's go there and just read that quickly. Luke 18, amen. So powerful. Verse 8. Let's read it in the Amplified. Says, I tell you, this is Jesus. It's amazing. This is Jesus speaking. He says, I tell you, he will defend and protect and avenge them speedily. However, and here's the key when the Son of Man comes, will he find persistence in faith on the earth? He's looking for people that'll be persistent. Amen. I love the way that that speaks it because it tells you how your faith needs. That's a fact of your faith that it needs to be persistent. Because even people that are sick, people that are down and out, people that whatever they're going through. You know, I mean, I remember even praying with people that were sick. And I'm saying, well, what's the issue? And they said, I'm not going to speak it. I'm not going to confess it. Well, here's the thing is, I mean... Faith does not deny fact. Faith changes fact. Amen? Amen? So people that have cancer or have a sickness or a disease, I mean, they're sometimes so religious or so where they won't confess it. Well, guess what? You're not confessing it. You're speaking what the fact is, but by faith, amen, your faith will change the fact. Hallelujah. Your faith will get the miracle done. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And that's what God's looking for. It's people that are persistent. You know, that's why 
all this, and, and, and don't even get me started on the, some of this stuff, because in school, where they have a moment of silence, that, that just irks me. I'll just say it that way. That's one of my, I mean, you know how you have those pet peeves? This goes beyond that. This is something, that is the devil mocking the church to try to keep people and keep their mouth shut. The devil, he wants your mouth shut because he knows the moment that you ask and you ask in faith, amen, something will happen. God will begin to move. And so for me, I mean, that just, I'm going to tell you now, we're going to see prayer back in the school. Amen. I prophesy now that we will see prayer back in the school and the devil will not be able to shut our mouth. Because that's one thing. Is the devil can take prayer out of school, but he can't take prayer out of the person. Amen. That's right. And that's why he tried to get their mouth shut. A moment of silence. What's that nonsense? It's just like an unspoken request. Oh my. An unspoken request. Well, no, I can't speak it. Well, what do you believe in God for? I can't, I, no, I know, I mean, they, they, I'm just going to keep it to myself. Uh, an unspoken request is an unanswered request. You need to speak it. The greatest voice of faith you will ever hear is your voice. It's not God's voice. It's not my voice. Right. It's not some preacher's voice. Amen? It is your voice. You know what? It's not even your spouse's voice. Amen? That's right. It is your voice speaking by faith, and you will see your miracle. Woo! Come on, somebody. And I believe that even leaving this service today, you're going to be speaking things. Amen? And you're going to see them happen. I love the way one individual asked Catherine Coleman, how would you define faith? How would you define it? And she said it very simply and eloquently. She said, faith is when you stop Believing what you're seeing and start seeing what you're believing. Amen? Come on. It's not based on what's happening in the natural. Amen? It's not what you see in the natural. It's what you see in the Spirit. It's what you know in your heart and by faith as you begin to speak, as you begin to ask, as you begin to proclaim. Amen? Then you will start to see what you believe. Amen? That's where God wants to take you today. Amen? Where it's not just about, we do not walk by sight, we walk by faith. Amen? And God wants to take you out of that natural realm into a supernatural realm. Because it is only by faith. Amen? It is only by faith that you're going to see miracles, signs, and wonders happen. Hallelujah. But there's a persistence to your faith. Amen? John 16, 24 says, Up to this time, you have not asked a single thing in my name, as presenting all that I am, but now ask and keep on asking, and you will receive, so that your joy, gladness, delight may be full and complete. What does it say right there? It says, but now ask and keep on asking. Faith keeps on going. Faith keeps asking. Amen? Well, what does that mean? That means a person of faith is persistent. 
and doesn't stop asking. You're going to need to begin to use your faith and continue to use your faith until you get what you're believing God for. That's why many people, you see them, they ask for a day. They'll pray one time and then they give up. Well, guess what? They won't get their miracle. Why? Because they give, they were not persistent. They gave up. Amen. I mean, sometimes it comes. Sometimes you can ask God. Matter of fact, there, there are things that will happen in your life where you'll just have a thought about something. And the next thing you know, the phone rings and it's exactly a miracle based off of just a thought. Amen? Just you thought it. Come on. Go. God, God moves. Amen? And the person in the life of faith. But you're going to be living a life of faith. You're going to be demonstrating faith. And there's going to be a persistence. Amen? To your faith. But... A lot of people just stop. Don't ever stop asking. Don't ever stop seeking. Don't ever stop knocking. Don't ever stop. Amen? There should be that almost like bulldog tenacity kind of faith. Amen? You're going to go after it until you get it. Amen? So I believe even as you meet today that you're faith level is going to change. And then you're going to begin to ask God. And you're going to continue to ask Him. And you're going to begin to exercise your faith with persistence. Amen? With persistence. Glory to the Lamb of God. <laughs> my, my, my. Hallelujah. Mm-mm-mm. Because really, when it comes down to it, you know, in Acts 27... In Acts 27, it says, look, let me go there. I'm going to read Acts 27, verse 20. It's an awesome story of Paul. Verse 20, it says, And when neither sun nor stars in many days appeared, and no small tempest lay on us, all hope that we should be saved was then taken away. So here they are in a storm. And it said all hope was taken away. All hope was gone that they would be saved. But it's also because if you just go down a few verses, starting at verse 23, it says, For there stood by me, this is Paul speaking, this night the angel of God, whose I am, and whom I serve. That's some important information you need. But it's not just information. It's something you need to take to heart. What does it say here? Whose I am. Who do you belong to? God. Who do you serve? God. Yes. And this is what happened. The angel shows up. Remember, all hope was gone. But the angel of the Lord shows up. And 24 says, saying, fear not. Well, why do you think the angel said that? Well, probably because one, he showed up. Amen? And your, your knees would be doing fellowship one with another if a big old angel showed up and spoke to you. But also because he knew that the natural tendency of man was to fear. If all hope is gone, guess what that's going to be? What's the reason? Because there's going to be fear. Fear paralyzes. Fear stops you in your tracks. But this is what he says. Thou must be brought before Caesar. 
And lo, God had given thee all them that sell with thee. Wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer, for I believe God. You see, it was his faith. Amen. So everyone else lost hope, but Paul didn't lose hope. Amen. That it shall be even as it was told me. You see, Paul believed and he knew it would be the way God said it. Amen. Isn't that awesome? Even when you've got to go stand trial. Even when you've got to stand before seizure. Even when maybe in the circumstance doesn't look like. But God had already spoken. He knew what needed to happen. And God was reminding him. Just be persistent. Don't give up. Don't quit. Amen. Amen. I'm going to get you to your final destination. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm going to get you from point A to point B. But it would be by your faith. So everybody lost hope. But did Paul lose hope? No. Amen. So don't ever lose hope. Hallelujah. But that your faith would be persistent. No matter what it looks like. No matter in this particular case. Can you imagine you're on a ship with a bunch of people. And they all are in fear. They've lost hope. And you're the only one. And that's how it will be many times in our life. It might be like you're the only one standing in the gap for your family. Standing in the gap for your marriage. Standing in the gap for your kids. Standing in the gap. At that particular time. For God only knows what. Amen. But it might be like you're alone. But you're never alone. Amen. God is with you. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. Just be persistent in your faith. Until it comes to pass. Because guess what. When you have faith that is persistent. It will come. Woo! Glory to God. It will come. It will happen. You will receive your miracle. Amen. Come on. Can somebody rejoice about that? Glory to God. So I tell you this morning. Just be persistent in your faith. It's coming. It's on its way. Amen. Hallelujah. It might just be like Daniel. It's taking a little bit of time. But God heard from the very first day you asked. But there's a war going on. Trying to keep your miracle from coming. Come on. That's why. Because the devil knows. If I can just hold them out. For a little bit longer. If I can just hold them out from getting their miracle, they'll stop believing. Isn't that the reality of it? You see, the devil knows. He's been doing this for a long, long time. He knows. I just got to stop them. I just got to put a a blockade in front of them. Just for a little bit. Some people, it won't take an hour. Some people, it might take a little bit longer. But he says, if I can just hold them out long enough. So where is your persistence in faith at? Where is that level? Amen. Are you willing, come on, to press through? Are you willing to never quit, never give up, and that your faith would continually be in in operation? Amen. Until you get what you are believing for. Amen. No, that's what what the devil's going to do. Try to stop. Some people, he doesn't have to stop for a minute. Hello. I just delayed a minute. Well, look how where their faith level is at. Hello, if they even have faith at all. I'm just saying. Amen? Yeah. Others might be a day. Might be two days. Might be a week. Maybe. I mean, Daniel went 21 days. Praying and fasting. Believing God. So don't ever stop. Amen? Be persistent when it comes to your faith. Hallelujah. Number two, faith is single-minded. Faith is single-minded. James 1, 
5 through 8 says, If any of you is deficient in wisdom, <laughs> who can use some wisdom? Amen. Oh. Hallelujah. If any of you are deficient, <laughs> or any of you lack oh. wisdom, amen, let him ask of the giving God who gives to everyone liberally and ungrudgingly without reproaching or fault finding. Oh, thank God. Come on. He's not looking. He's not actually looking at the shortcomings and the mistakes. He's looking for faith. Amen. He's looking for somebody too that's single minded in their faith. He goes on to say, and it will be given him only, only, I'll, re, I'll, I'll restate that. Only it must be in faith that he asks with no wavering, no hesitating, no doubting. You see there? No hesitation, no wavering, no doubting. For the one who wavers, hesitates, doubts, is like the billowing surge out at sea that is blown hither and thither and tossed by the wind. For truly... Let not such a person imagine that he will receive anything he asked for from the Lord. Oh my. Wow, what a terrible position to put yourself in. Amen? Because when you put yourself in that position, where you're, well, you've got doubt, you hesitate. It says, you're not going to get anything from God. That's what it says. Literally. It says, for truly let not such a person imagine that he will receive anything he asked for from the Lord. For being as he is a man of two minds, hesitating, dubious, irresolute, he is unstable and unreliable and uncertain about everything he thinks, feels, or decides. You've got to be single-minded. You've got... To not allow anything else to come into your thoughts, come into your heart, come into your life that would cause you to hesitate or doubt or not be single-minded. That's what double-minded I mean, People do that all the time where they try, they hear from God, they'll read God's Word, they'll know what God's Word says, what the promises promise them, but then they'll reason in their head. They'll find a way not to do what God told them to do. That's a double-minded person and they won't get anything from God. What does the Word, word of God say about serving two masters? You can't serve man, man. Amen? And God. You can't serve the world and God. And that's where many people are, unfortunately, in the body of Christ. They are serving two masters. You can't do it. You be double-minded. You're going to be in danger. Why? Because you put yourself there. That's the tightrope. Amen? That's the tightrope. People put themselves on a tightrope with no safety net. And they stand on the fence on items. There's no gray area. Amen? Come on. There's no gray area. You've got to be single-minded in your faith. You've got to know what you know what you know and not allow anything to change your mind. Amen? Not allow anything else to come into your mind that would try to get you off course. Because your thinking process, I mean, really, that's what happens is it's the thoughts. That's why when, a, when imagination, a vain imagination, or things begin to come in your mind that would even tell you, no, I'm not going to make it. No, this isn't. 
this isn't going to happen. No, whatever it may be, whatever the circumstance may be, that you would not even allow those thoughts to exist. You say, no, I'm not going to allow any thoughts to come into my head. Amen? That's not good. Well, the Bible says that. The Bible says that's why I think many people, and that's why the Bible just has to deal with those. That's why God deals with those things in our lives. Because it, we start thinking on the negative. That's what the Bible clearly tells us. Think on things that are good, that are holy, that are pure. Amen? Things that are going to uplift you, not bring you down. That's why we have to always be conscious of it. Because you start kind of getting up. You'll, you can just... I mean, you know, sometimes I mean, I wonder even during a service how fast that little hamster's running. Amen? <laughs> On the wheel. You know, I see some people, their eyeballs are just going in circles. Amen? Hallelujah. Calm the hamster down. Amen? Come on. No, people do. You've got to take captive of your thoughts. Amen? Hallelujah. You've got to begin to think, God, well, well, this is what your word says. I'm going to do what your word says. I'm going to believe what your word says. I'm not going to be a wavering one way or the other. Amen? I'm not going to waver. I'm not going to falter. I'm not going to, I don't want to be like that where I'm just always in doubt, always hesitating. And that's the other thing. Is hesitating. I mean, how many people... Look, delayed disobedience, or should I say it this way, how, the, how really how it, it goes is, delayed obedience is still disobedience. Yes. Amen? Delayed obedience. People hesitate. God tells them to do this. And they hesitate. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if I'm going to do that. You know? They hesitate doing the thing. Come on, you've got to move when God tells you to move. You've got, you've got to be believing and always believing, not wavering. Because people have that battle. They even I'll tell you when it comes to giving. My goodness, people battle with that. I mean, they, they hear, nope. They hear from God, nope, but they're not obedient. And they hesitate. You know, it's not that you would do anything out of your emotions. It's not that you would do anything out of an impulse. That's not what this is talking about. But when God speaks, do it. Amen? When God speaks to you, why? Because He knows in that hesitation, there's going to be time for you to talk yourself out. There's going to be time in that hesitation. Do you understand how it works? When you hesitate and don't do what God's told you to do, now you're giving the enemy a place. You're giving him time to move in on your territory, to move in and take your promises because of a hesitation. Well, you got to move in. you got to move in quick. Look, thank God I'm, that that police officer got in Florida that sat outside and went when the shooting was taking place. Look, I'm just going to yeah. use this as an example. Yeah. Yeah. So if you don't like it, too bad. If you don't like that, I'm going to use this as an example, too bad. But that police officer sat outside. He knew the shooting was happening, but he hesitated. That's right. He was whatever, whatever it was. Doubted, he had fear, he hesitated going in, and he could have stopped the murder of innocent children. Yes. And he got fired. So you see what? I'm just using that as an example because that is a real world scenario of what people do in the body of Christ. Their miracle is right there, but they but they hesitate. Their miracle is right there, but they hesitate. And that happens in the body of Christ. 
And then it gives time for what? For the enemy then? Because what was that? When that officer didn't go in to protect and serve and do his job, what happened? People died. And that's what happens is with hesitation. People's lives are on the line. So you can never hesitate. Amen? When God tells you to do it, do it. And be single-minded about it. Amen? Act by faith. Because faith is single-minded. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. Come on. Did, did you yes. get that this morning? Yes. Amen? Because the devil, he's just going to find an area that he can move in on your promise and take what belongs to you. That's why you had a generation have to die off in the wilderness of Israelites. Why? Because they didn't move in. They didn't move in and take what's theirs. And, and they, they decided to take and send spies. Whoa, that was a problem. Yep. Amen, but that's what people do. They hesitate so they don't ever possess the promise. Well, I'll do it later. Maybe when my finances are better. Maybe when something's different. They're always, I mean, my goodness. I remember I tell the story. I mean, God bless her, my grandmother. I mean, she loved the Lord. She's in heaven. But there was this pool table. And I wanted, I mean, I said, well, let me, we were, we built a new house. And I would, I wanted a pool table. Well, she had this pool table sitting there. Just sitting there. I mean, it was full of stuff. I mean, there was stuff that's what she was putting on top of it. Amen? Yeah. And I asked her, I said, hey, Grandma, can I, can I take the pool table? Can I use it? I mean, I'm going to put it in the house. I'll clean it up. I'll fix it up. You know, so we can play, we can play pool. And she said, well, no, one day I have a dream. One day I want, I want to use that. I'm going to clean up that room and I'm going to clean up the pool table. Well, guess what? That pool table is no more. It never got used. It never happened. Why? Hello. Because that's what we do a lot of times. Well, if, if the situation was, is better, one day it's going to be better rather than just using it. Amen? Rather than just doing what... What God would tell us to do. Amen? Amen? To be a blessing. Hallelujah. Yeah. But that whole table sat there. Never got used. You see, because people were, I'm, I'm going to do it this way, when reality is, she could have come play pool at our house. We, the dream, you see, that's the problem is God, He'll give you the dream. He'll give you the way. Amen? He'll show you. He'll lay it out. But no, we want to do it this way. God, I want to do it this way. I mean, how many times does that happen? Well, what's that? That's a double-minded person. You should be single-minded. God has it this way. That's the best. You don't need it a different way. Amen? That's God's way. and His is the best. Like we say, there are good ideas and then there are God ideas. Never go with a good idea. Go with a God idea. Amen? Because otherwise you're a double-minded person. Be a single-minded person. God... I'm going with your way because your way is always better. Amen? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So faith is single-minded. Number three, faith believes God's promises. Faith believes God's promises. Matthew 21, 22. Now this one I'm going to read in the King James. It says, In all things... Whatsoever ye ask in prayer, believing ye shall receive. So what's the qualification there? What's the fact about faith believes God's promises? Whatever you ask, 
believe. Amen? Ye shall receive. Believe that you're going to get it. Believe that you're going to get what you're asking God for. But it's not just what you're asking God for. Very, very important. Key here is, it's what you're asking and believing God. Amen? So believing God's promises. Matthew 21, 22 says, And whatever you ask for in prayer, having faith and really believing, you will receive. That's the Amplified Classic. Isn't that awesome? That is so powerful. Whatever you ask for in prayer, having faith and really believing. And that's the thing. That's the key. That you really believe that God's promises are yours. You really believe that God's Word, it works. What God has written in His Word, this is His will for you. This is His known will. Amen? And whatever is written here, as you ask, and you really believe that it's yours, that the promises of God are yours, you will receive them. That's so powerful. Mark eleven twenty four says, For this reason I am telling you, Whatever you ask for in prayer, believe, trust, and be confident. Woo, come on. Hallelujah. Trust and be confident that it is granted to you, and you will get it. You'll get it. What? Why? Why are you going to get it? Because you're asking and you're believing, and you have full confidence in God and His Word. You believe what God says. And as you ask for what He says, what He's promised you, you will get it. But many people do not believe that the promises are for them. Or maybe they believe, how many people are like that? Did you even know? Haven't, I mean, have you been like that in your life before? Where you, were, you believe this, but no, I don't know if I really believe that. I mean, that's what people do. That's a religious mindset that people would pick and choose the Word of God will believe. That's why you have whole denominations that don't believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You have whole denominations that don't believe in the gifts of the Spirit. You have whole denominations they don't believe in prosperity. They think poverty is better. Yes. Well, guess what? They do not believe God's promises. Amen? They do not have faith to believe it belongs to them. It's there. That that's God's Word telling you what belongs to you. My goodness, if God says it, you can take it to the bank. Amen? Amen. Look, it is fact. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You know what? The real truth of the matter is, if God says it, it's fact. Bottom line, you don't even have to believe it. It is still fact. Amen? But when you begin to believe that it is yours, that it belongs to yours, hallelujah, you will possess it. You will walk in every promise that God has for your life. You will not lack any good thing. Well, I thought, I mean, we, we will break out in here. I thought we would have. Come on. No, you would not lack any good thing in your life. Why? Because you believe the promises. And all of the promises are yours. Amen? Hallelujah. Ooh, that's good news. Amen? They belong to you. They're yours. They're God's promises to you. You have to believe them. Amen? And believe that they're for you. I think that's that's something that happens too many times. A lot of times, yo, I believe. I believe it. I believe it. I mean, my goodness, just like earlier. This is what happened. I asked the, I asked the young man. I asked him. And he says, well, I believe in Jesus. Well, I mean, the devil believes in Jesus. The demons, the people, I mean, really... 
God? But do they have a relationship with Him? Do they really know Him? Are they known by Him? Amen? Have they called on the name of Jesus? You see, there's a whole different... There's a, there's a faith that we operate by. There's a faith that we function by. It's faith. Amen? Yes. Faith in God. It's, it's an action. You know, I love that. If you really look at the word faith, did you know that it is a noun and a verb? Yes. It's made up of a noun and a verb. Yes. Amen? It's not just believing, it's acting on what you believe. Yes. So what are you going to do? Amen? Is your faith going to move you? Just like Jesus? Saying when the Son of Man comes, is He going to find this kind of faith? This persistent faith? Is He going to find faith on the earth? Is He going to faith, find, and, and let, me, let me say it more clear to you. Is He going to find faith operating in your life? Amen? See, that's what God is looking for. Somebody who is having faith on a daily basis, on a constant basis, that, that, that your faith is active and alive. That it's, act, it's in operation in your life. Amen? Hallelujah. And you're going to be believing God's Word. That's, that's what you're going to believe on. Amen? And you're going to begin to see those things come to fruition, come to full manifestation in your life. Romans 4, 17 through 21, and I'm going to read it in the NIV. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. He is our father in the sight of God in whom he believed. The God who gives life to the dead and calls things that are not as though they were. Against all hope, Abraham, in hope, believed. And so became the father of many nations. Just as it had been said to him. Oh, come on somebody. Catch this this morning. Amen. So shall your offspring be. Without weakening in faith. He faced the fact that his body was as good as dead. Since he was about a hundred years old. And that Sarah's womb was also dead. Yet. He did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God, but was strengthened in his faith. How was Abraham strengthened? In his faith and gave glory to God. Woo! Being fully persuaded, being fully persuaded, let me say that again, being fully pers persuaded that God had power to do what he had promised. Amen? So it's not just believing that the promise is yours. It's believing that God will give you the promise. That God has the ability, which he does, to give you whatever his word says. Whatever he speaks to you. God will give it to you. Amen? But your faith in God has to be so, so real. Amen? You know, faith is real. Faith is alive. Faith is a currency of eternity. Faith is a, is a supernatural force. Amen. Faith is real. And it's when your faith and your faith in God becomes more real. When you see in the Spirit, that's what I'm believing and that's what I'm getting. You see, that's when you begin to see things. Amen. Because the reality is you really do need to see the promises before you can receive the promises. Amen? That's why many people do not receive anything from God because they don't see it. 
and they don't see it coming to pass in their lives. God wants it for you. Amen? If God's Word says that He wants it for you, if God's spoken it to you, He wants it for you. Amen? So you've got to want it for yourself. Amen? Come on. Hallelujah. You want it for yourself. You say, God, you want it. It's the best. I want it too. Amen? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Whoo! So getting right into the next one. This, this comes right in line with it. Number four. Faith believes without seeing. Faith believes without seeing. Or let me say it this way. Two. Faith believes until it sees. Woo! Amen? Faith believes without seeing, or another way you can say that is, faith believes until it sees. Hallelujah. So go with me to 2 Corinthians 5, 6-7, reading in the King James. Therefore, we are always confident, knowing that while we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. For we walk by faith, not by sight. Amen? Hebrews 11.1 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Hebrews 11.1 1 in the Amplified says it this way, Now faith is the assurance, Woo, this is good. Grab a hold of this this morning. Now faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of the things we hope for, being the proof of things we do not see and the conviction of their reality. Faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. That's good. If somebody came up to you and gave you a deed to a piece of property, a beautiful home, at the beach, right here at South Padre Island. They said, oh, I built this new home. It's beautiful. It's right on the Gulf of Mexico. It's right near the beach. You walk out, you walk out to the beach. Here's the deed. I'm giving you the property. Guess what? That property becomes yours. You don't, you don't even have to go down there and see it to know that it's yours. Amen. Hello. It just came into your hands. It belongs to you. You actually don't even need any other proof that it's yours. Because why? You've got the title deed. That's what I say. Faith is a title deed to the promises of God. Everything that God has promised you, everything that He's given you, faith is a title deed. All you got to do now is just drive down there and open it up. Get in your bed because it's your bed. Go cook in your kitchen because it's your kitchen. Amen? And you go and you possess it. Amen? Yes. Why? Because you have the title deed. Amen? And that's what faith is. Faith is the title deed to everything that belongs to you. Amen? Everything that God has given to you. So faith believes without seeing. You don't even have to drive down to see it. I got the title deed. Amen? But I know whenever I want it, I'm going to go get it. Amen? Whenever I, amen, that's how you operate and function. Galatians 2.20 says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life 
which I now live in the flesh. Get this. I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Woo! So it says, now I live in the flesh, I live by faith. Amen? Yes. Come on, that you live by faith. Everything. You're a son, you're a child of God. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. And you're going to possess everything that God has for you. Why? By faith. Why? Because you have faith and exercise that faith. Hebrews 4.2 says, For indeed, the gospel was preached to us as well as to them. But the word which they heard did not profit them. <clears throat> not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. So see, the thing is, many people will hear the word, but they don't mix faith. They don't grab a hold of that word being for them that they can have it, that they can possess it because they didn't grab a hold of it by faith. Amen? Your faith is going to grab a hold of what God's word, what his promises, what he has given you. And you're going to grab a hold of it by faith and then guess what? You'll possess it. It's yours. It belongs to you then. Amen? But remember, this said, said, look, they heard the same thing. Many people will go into a church service and they'll hear the message. I'm not preaching I'm a different message to every single person here. In a sense. Amen? I'm, I'm, I'm preaching by the Spirit. I'm preaching the Word of God. Amen? And it's your job to grab a hold of it. Because nobody's going to grab a hold of it for you. But it said they all heard the same thing we heard, they heard. But it didn't profit them. Why didn't it profit them? Because they didn't grab a hold of it by faith. Amen? So you grab a hold of this word this morning. It belongs to you. It's yours. God wants you to have it. He wants you to prosper. He wants you to live in health. Amen? He wants you to have everything. The best. Amen? But you've got to grab a hold of it by faith. Hallelujah. He wants you to have the best marriage. He wants you to have the best. Come on. Jesus. I mean, He wants you to have the very best. Because why? Because God's given it to you. If it's of God, guess what? It is the best. Hallelujah. <laughs> it is the best. You don't need a reason yourself out of, well, God wants this for me. I don't know if that's the best. Don't go to, don't go to the beauty salon and ask them about it. Hello, because you'll get convinced right out of God's blessing. Amen? No, I'm just being real. That's why you don't get around people when God's spoken to you about things. Don't get around people that, that's what happens. All the, I mean, my goodness. They go to a man, they go to a woman, they go to somebody else. I mean, God told you that. God, come on. Hallelujah. God wants that for you. Grab a hold of it. Amen? Come on. What are you going to do? Mix your faith with it. Amen? That's what the Word of God says. They all heard it. We all heard the same thing. But they didn't grab a hold of it. They didn't mix faith Faith. That's why they're not walking in the blessings. That's why they're not walking in hell. That's not why they're not walking in prosperity. Why? Because they didn't mix their faith with it. You've got to put your faith to work. Amen? Come on. Just like you. How are you going to put the word to work? By working your faith. Amen? Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians 2, 4 through 5. And the Amplified says, that's 1 Corinthians 2, 4 through 5. says, And my language and my message were not set forth in persuasive, enticing, and plausible words of wisdom. 
but they were in demonstration of the Holy Spirit and power of proof by the Spirit and power of God operating on me and stirring in the minds of my hearers the most holy emotions and thus persuading them so that your faith might not rest in the wisdom of men, human philosophy, but in the power of God. Hallelujah. So faith believes without even seeing Amen. Come on, you're not chasing the signs. The signs will be chasing you. Amen. Too many believers are chasing, are following signs. They follow people because they perform signs. No. You do not chase the supernatural. Signs and wonders follow the believer. Amen? Yes. So amen. That's what many people say, well, I'll, I'll step out and do this if I have the finances to do it. I mean, when we started the church, it was nothing. We had no, we, we had the finances. They were zero. Amen? We knew what our finances were. But God's just looking for somebody to step out. Amen? Because why? Because that's when God begins to move. Too many people are waiting for whatever to line up perfectly with their ideals and their philosophy. It touched on that. Let's go back to it real quick. This just came. Look at this. It says here. So that your faith might not rest in the wisdom of men or human philosophy. Amen? So it's not based on human philosophy or theory or some way that you're expecting it to happen. Because if this is what happens, and I'll give you an example, is this is why people don't actually accomplish, or one of the reasons why people don't actually accomplish what God's called them to do. Because they're waiting on God to do it a certain way. It's their way, and they're waiting on God to do it their way. That's not how God works. Amen? You step out in faith. You do what He's called you to do. And then, and you do it by faith. Amen? You believe Him, not wavering, but you do it and you continue to do it. And you believe that all the promises are God, of, of God are yours. And as you step out, the signs and wonders, you step out by faith. You believe God. You act in faith. And guess what? Signs and wonders follow. It's not based on some... And that's what happens is many people don't actually fulfill their call or do what God's... Why? Because they're waiting on God. They never even start. Dangerous place to be. Dangerous place. Because you know what? If you don't start somewhere, then the danger is you'll be stuck at the same place you are for the rest of your life. But when you step out in faith, amen, God will move. Hallelujah. But very, very, very important. Make sure God told you to do it. Make sure it lines up with God's Word. Amen? Make sure God told because, you know, people will. They'll start doing things or they'll do something, but God didn't call you to do that. So would it be your... Come on. Well, why did I even... Then people are looking back. Why did I even get involved in that? Why did I get involved in that business? Why? Because the money sounded better than... But you were motivated by something else rather than being motivated by that. Amen? That's why people go and do things. They're, they're motivated by something else. Remember, it's always the motive and the intent of the heart. Amen? There's always there's a motive behind it. Why am I doing this? Amen? And you've got to make sure that God's involved in it. Amen? That God's called you to do that. Hallelujah? 
Number five. This is a good one. Very important. And so it's different than persistence. In a sense. Amen? But here, here's a character trait of a faithful person. Amen? Number five. Faith never quits. Faith never quits. Luke 18, 1 through 8. I talked about it a little bit at the beginning, but I'm going to read the whole thing. It says, Then he spoke a parable to them that men always ought to pray and not lose heart, saying, There was a certain city, there was in a certain city a judge who did not fear God nor regard man. Now there was a widow in that city, and she came to him, saying, Get justice for me from my adversary. And he would not for a while, but afterward he said within himself, Though I do not fear God nor regard man, yet because this widow troubles me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary, she weary me. Then the Lord said, Hear what the unjust judge said. And shall God not avenge him, his own elect, who cry out day and night to him, though he bears long with them? I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he really find faith on the earth? Or this kind of faith. Amen? So faith never quits. Faith never gives up. Amen? Because look, you can be, and I'm going to make this clear, you can be persistent. This woman was persistent. But, you have to be always persistent. Meaning you never quit. Or you never give up. Or you never stop. Amen? Don't stop asking. Don't stop praying. Don't stop believing. And most importantly, don't stop Stop. Don't ever, ever stop working your faith or using your faith. Amen? Because that's what I have to do. Then people get, look, it's like this. Many people will continue to ask, but their faith is almost like, yeah, I'm, I'm done. I really don't believe it anymore. No, always that your faith is engaged. Amen? Always that you're believing, that you continue in faith. Don't stop. Don't quit. Because that's what the devil wants. The devil wants, if he could stop you, if he can get you to quit, then guess what? He'll put a whole end to the plan of God in your life. Don't allow the devil to, to put an end game to God's plan. But by your faith, as you never stop and you never quit, you'll put an end game to the devil's plans. Amen? You'll put a stop. You'll put an end. You'll put an end to poverty. You'll put an end to sickness. Amen. Come on, somebody. You'll put an end to everything that would come against you. Every storm of life. It will come to nothing. It will come to not. Why? Because you didn't stop. You didn't stop. And many times that's what happens is people are on the threshold of their miracle. They're on the threshold of a breakthrough. But the enemy gets them just to stop. Gets them to quit. When they're right there, they're stepping over into it. Don't. Don't stop. Don't quit. Don't give up. 
God is working on your behalf. God is moving. He's got, but remember, look, who here understands you're a work in progress? And you're not, you didn't just happen overnight. Amen. Some people take longer than others. Some people take off. Some people get, I mean, my goodness, look at Saul of Tarsus. I mean, he was persecuting the church. He was the one holding the coats of the ones who stoned Stephen. He was there at the scene of the stoning. But don't you think that something was happening in his heart? Something God was doing, something that takes time. Amen? It takes, that's why don't give up on people. It might look like, well, they're never going to change or they're never going to... No, don't give up. Look, I remember this one thing, even in, in, when it comes to people. Because I remember I was driving down the road and the Lord said, because I was, He knew, He knew my heart. I was going through something and wanted to give up. You know, you want to, you know, sometimes when you want to give up on people and God spoke this to me, so profound, totally radically changed the way even my perception of things. But God says, don't ever give up on anybody. He said, are you better than me to give up? Because I have never given up on you. That was like totally like, rock my world. What do you mean that I'm better than you? Are you better than me to give up? Wow, it just it shook me. It shook me to the core. No, I'm not better than you, God. No, no, I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to... Because sometimes you have a tendency to just say, it's just too much. This is too much. It's too, I, I don't want to endure this anymore. God is going to give you the strength supernaturally. He'll grace you. He'll give you the anointing that you can endure it. Amen? But it will be in relation to your faith. And that's the important thing. Well, I've been graced to do it, but where's your faith in it? Amen? Come on. God's giving you the grace to do it, but that doesn't mean that you don't activate and don't, on, an, on, a, on a daily basis, use your faith. Amen? Amen? That you don't quit. Faith does not quit. Faith does not give up. It doesn't give up for nothing. Amen? amen. And when you use that and have that kind of faith, amen, that's not like a, mm, I mean, I have to try just trying to hold it together, really. Hallelujah. But that you won't quit. Amen. And you'll see the miracle. Yeah. You'll see the transformation in the lives. Come on. Of even your family members. Even the people around you. You'll see the transformation. Amen. As you believe. As you use your faith on a daily basis. And then I'm because I want to end it with this last one. Amen. Galatians 5, 6. Point number 6. Faith works through love. Faith works through love. Galatians 5, 6 in the Amplified Classic says, For if we are in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision counts for anything, but only faith activated and energized and expressed and working through love. Whew. So faith works through love. You know, that's the most... Difficult challenge in our lives sometimes is the love factor, the love walk. Amen? I just, you know, it's amazing to me how people even fall out of love so easy nowadays. How people don't, because there is the love, but there's a commitment between. 
You know, that's what's the differential factor in people's life. Is they love, 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 love. It could be just mere words. It's got to be within actions. Amen? It cannot just be... It's like the, the person who uh, would abuse a child and tell the child, you know, abuse the child and then tell them that they love. That's not love. Hello. There's going to be action to your love. And faith works through love. That's why even... I would tell you this morning, if there's people that you're believing God to see transform their lives, it's going to be through love. Amen? That as your faith, as you're engaged, and your faith is active, that you're going to demonstrate love as well. Amen? You've got to demonstrate the love of God. That's what's going to change people. Only through love. Amen? And that's really what this is talking about with your faith. I want to read this again because this is so important and it's so clear. It said, but only faith activated and energized and expressed and working through love. Isn't that? So faith activated and energized. That's what that's what it's actually going to do when faith and the love of somebody. Amen. I'm talking unconditional where you love them. You love them in, this, in spite of it. That's really, you know, Pastor Gloria and I, we talk about that all the time. I said, you know, really, that's what love is. You love somebody or demonstrate love in spite of their mistakes, in spite of their shortcomings. Amen? In spite of that they might fall short in this area or that area. But you that you love them in spite of those things. Amen? And that's where your faith, you'll begin to see God start to change and transform your life. Because it's going to transform your life. When you the love of God is flowing through you, and by faith, you're believing God to see some things change. Guess what? You can't expect anyone else to change if you don't change. If we're not willing to change ourselves by love and allow that love to flow in and through us, amen, no one else will change. And so I tell you what, as you walk in love and and as that faith works through love in your life, you're going to change. You're going to mature. You're going to grow spiritually stronger. You're going to, your life will be totally transformed. And then guess what? You'll see lives then begin to be transformed around you. Yes. Amen? Amen? But it's the hardest thing to do sometimes, especially when it comes to family or people that are close to you, loved ones, friends. It's the hardest thing to do because they know what buttons to push. But that's just the enemy. The devil will find a button to push. He'll push that button in your life. He'll, to- he'll totally like try to wreck it. And you just got to allow that love. That's why even when we go to family gatherings or get together or, or I'm going into a place that I just know, maybe I'm not even familiar with or whatever, I say, Lord, I pray this prayer. Every single time I say, Lord, I pray that all of the fruit of the Spirit are in full operation yes. in my life. Every single one of them. Yes. But especially love. That you would just love. Just love people. Because people will tell you. They'll, they'll, they'll tell you stuff. They'll be rude to you. They'll be mean to you. Mm-hmm. And guess what? You just love them. You just love them. Amen? Amen. Did I help some people this morning? Were you blessed this morning? Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to the Lamb of God. So this is the kind of faith, amen, faith that moves God and the character traits of a person who is living a life of faith. Amen? Hallelujah. So were you blessed though? Come on. Is this really like God speaking to you? Who just says, the anointing this morning that God's speaking to you about some things. Hallelujah. 
Glory to the Lamb of God. Hallelujah. Well, let me just pray right now before even we get to the offering, tithe and offering. I'm just going to pray. Just close your eyes, lift your hands to heaven. Amen. I pray that the anointing in this place right now, I just sense the anointing that by the anointing, hallelujah, that even right now, Lord God, that if there are things in people's hearts where they just, they maybe they felt like giving up, felt like quitting, but right now, the fire of God comes. The fire of God comes and just burns that thing up. As the fire of God comes and burns up all the chaff, all the dross, those things that are not in God's will for your life. They're not part of God's will for your life, that they're burnt up now in the mighty name of Jesus as the fire of God comes. And that will not be a stumbling block for you. That will not be something that would keep you from moving forward in the things of God. But right now, everything that would hinder you by the fire of the Holy Ghost comes down and burns those things up right now in the mighty name. The name above everything, the name of Jesus. And you will not quit. You will be persistent. You will believe God's word, and not just believe God's word, but believe it belongs to you, that it's yours. Amen? And you're going to walk in everything that God has for you. And you're going to walk in peace and in love and in prosperity and everything that God has for you. In the mighty name of Jesus. Yes. Amen and amen. amen. Hallelujah. So who fills their faith is going, coming alive. Amen? amen? Hallelujah. And you're going to see you're going to see everything, amen, that you've been believing God for. You're going to see it happen in your life, amen? Well, we love you, God loves you, amen? Hey, everybody, thanks for watching. You know, I want to tell you that everyone that is watching this video, that God loves you and has a great plan for your life. And if you don't know, if you were to die this very second, that you would go to heaven, you can know for sure. The Bible says that we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. And the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. And so if you don't know, if this very moment you would breathe out your last breath, that you would go to heaven, I have good news, friend. You can know for sure. You can make Jesus Lord of your life and your life will never be the same. So if you would like to receive the gift that God has for you today, Say this prayer and believe it in your heart. Say, dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. Wash me. Cleanse me. Set me free. Thank you, Jesus, that you died for me. I believe you are risen from the dead. And that one day, you're coming back again for me. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Give me a passion for the lost. A hunger for the things of God. And a holy boldness to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. I am saved. I'm born again. I'm forgiven. And I'm on my way to heaven because I have Jesus in my heart. 
Amen. My friend, as you prayed that prayer, you are a child of God and you're on your way to heaven. Always remember to run to God and not away from him because he loves you and he has a great plan for your life. Well, thank you again for watching. I'm Pastor Jason and I love you and God loves you and we'll see you soon. God bless.